The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today? Hmm, we're having a Hawaiian Mai Tai. Well, you just got back from Hawaii. Yes. And you had the pleasure of visiting a distillery. Distillery, yeah. Yeah. Kohana Distillery. It's in between going up Kapolei and Schofield Barracks. There's a distillery there. This is on Oahu. Yep. And so I'm going to call it a Kohana Mai Tai because it has multiple Kohanas in it. But it's actually Kohana Coconut Mai Tai is what I'm going to call it. Okay. Okay. So now I've got that straight. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was at a loss on what really is a Mai Tai. I took for granted like, oh, I know what it is. There's pineapple juice. There's this. No. No. There's really just lots of rub <laughs> and some lime juice and uh-huh. some, they use triple sec or orgiate syrup or simple syrup. And that's it. Yeah. And so it always looks like it's juice. So maybe other places are adding juice. This was a recipe that I found. I'm going to tell you what's in this cocktail. But I want to preface something because I just got back from Hawaii. And I kept telling you, I think it's pineapple juice or orange juice or something in this cocktail. Well, I'm recognizing now when I look at true Mai Tai recipes, there is no juice except for lime juice. <laughs> and... The reason they're using orange juice is they're cutting out the triple sec. Right. You're getting less of the alcohol. Right. And they add the pineapple because it's sweet, so they don't have to add simple syrup. Right. Or the almond, like amaretto or orgiate syrup, which is more expensive. So they're cutting corners. Right. So let me tell you, I looked up a five out of five just because I got back from Hawaii and I'm like, how do I make a real Mai Tai? And I'm amazed and shocked and we're enjoying one now. <laughs> Enjoyed completely. Okay. Right. So it's one and a half ounces of light rum. Instead of light rum, I used coconut rum. And then it's one and a half ounces of golden rum, which we do have. I bought the Kohana Coho, and it's the two-year-old distilled rum that waits two years in American oak casks. Okay. Okay. And then you add, this is key. This is where the orange juice comes in. Two ounces of triple sec. That's no joke. I mean, no. Uh, triple sec isn't as hard as the rum, but, but it's alcohol. But it's alcohol. Okay. And then you add half an ounce of amaretto. In this version, I added half an ounce of frangelico because right. I didn't have amaretto. So right. nuts are nuts. Hazelnut would work. <laughs> and it's not your favorite one. And we're trying to get through the bottle. But actually, it works fine. It works great. Yeah. And then 
an ounce of lime juice where they kind of play with you on when you do the lime, you could add some actual simple syrup. If you're not using Orgiette syrup and you're actually using Amaretto, they suggest simple syrup. Well, I use Rose's lime, which already has is sweetened. Right. So I don't need to add more sugar. I right. I don't really like overly sweet drinks. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. And then you float a dark rum, an ounce. So we'll get this in a second. <laughs> ounce of dark rum, which I use the Coco Leke, Kohana rum, which is made from cocoa and honey. Okay. okay? Yeah. So in this one drink, <laughs> you have one and a half ounces of rum, one and a half ounces of rum, Three. two ounces of triple suck, half right. an ounce of almond or orgiette syrup, which we use for Angelico, half and, a half. and an ounce of dark rum. Six and a half ounces of booze. Yeah, so no wonder people get screwed on Mai Tais. <laughs> now, this is if you ask for a real Mai Tai. Yeah. I really suggest people ask for a real Mai Tai. Yeah, not one that's like minimized by adding juice. Well, what's interesting is when I looked up, and no disrespect to Halloween at Joe's, right. but I went and had a Mai Tai there because they said it's great. When I was there. And it was. And it was great. Yeah. But it was like what, uh, it's like great when you have a screwdriver. Right. There's oranges and vodka. It's great. Right. So in their version, they use a Bacardi white, yes. and then they use orange juice instead of the triple sec. Right. And then they use pineapple juice to give the sweet. Right. There is no Orgiat syrup or Amaretto or Frangelico. And then they float a dark rum on top. That's why you see it come to you where it looks orangey cloudy on the bottom and floating on top. And then they serve with pineapple and a machine cherry. Right. When I poured this, it's like alcohol colored. It's not the sugar from the juices. Right. So this is really what a Mai Tai is. I looked up five different recipes that did not have juice in them. What they're doing, and it's typical of any place, they're saving money by adding juice yeah. For the flavors that represent in a Mai Tai. And then they float a 151 on top just to kind of give you this extra Boost. kick. Right right, right. right. But flavor wise, this is better, yeah. in my opinion, than any Mai Tai I had in Hawaii. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at weminder.app. Very excited today to welcome Caleb and Brooks to the conversation. For those of you who listen to our podcast, you understand that we're uh, sponsored by Motobunny, and Caleb and Brooks are the folks who founded Motobunny and who brought it to market. And as a End user, I can absolutely assure you folks as listeners that this is a wonderful tool to have in your sexual arsenal. So Caleb and Brooks, welcome to the conversation. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. Great to be here. Well, it's my pleasure. Delighted that you're here. You know, we always begin our show by inviting you to share your journey. And today I'm going to ask you to share the Motobunny journey. So how did you even arrive at Motobunny? I'll take that one. This is Caleb. So we started... In 2015, I think is when we first kind of had the idea to try this. We've known each other for a long time. We're actually brothers-in-law, have been friends for a very long time also. And yeah, we were hanging out at that time. I was actually in a pretty high pressure IT consulting role. I I managed, you know, a team of consultants uh, kind of all, all over the world and was traveling all the time and was always on the road. 
And I've heard about the Sibian, right? And that's obviously our competitor now, but at the time it wasn't. And I thought, you know, that's such a cool, you know, cool idea. I think I'm going to try it. You know, so I, I, I think I picked up the phone and called their customer service and spoke to them. And, and I was, I was going to get one and, and basically like leave it for my wife when, you know, me being on the road so much, I just thought it would be a great way to, you know, to help her understand that I wanted to do what I could, you know, so that she's not missing out just because I'm gone all the time. And I, you know, I, I think I, I spoke with them and, you know, wanted to purchase. And I, and actually, I think I asked the question, do you guys ever run, you know, promotions or, or sales or their coupon codes or anything like that? And I got an answer that just really like, it just really hit me the wrong way. It was a, no, this is the price. It's $1,545 and you can either buy it or not, you know? And it was like, whoa, how does that work? You know, uh -huh. like, you know, and I'm, I'm, uh, it, it, again, just sort of hit me the wrong way. And anyway, Brooks and I were together and we kind of talked about it some and I, Brooks is a kind of a serial entrepreneur and has always, I'll, I'll let you kind of Yeah, I, I was working on a lot of different tech products such as batteries for aerial drones and 3D printing materials and things like that. And I've just I have a background of building and improving products and basically said, you know, why don't we, why don't we, you know, try to, you know, make our version of that and this idea and like really improve upon it and try to, and, and also I think we're very nice people generally and like, you know, bring that attitude and the fun attitude and caring for our customers to this market. And, you know, this was obviously we were fresh to this market. And so there's a lot of challenges and things which I, I think are, makes, you know, work worth doing. So I said, you know, let's, let's try to make our own. And yeah, that's where we are. <laughs> and we, we, yeah. And we sat down and sort of like, I remember specifically having this meeting. It was, I was on the road in a hotel room, like late at night after I'd finished work. And like, we jumped on the phone and we were, you know, just going through this whole brainstorm session of what are improvements we could make? What are th things we could make this a better experience? What are customers going to care about? What would I, you know, what do I want as a customer? And we came up with the, basically the design and had the first prototype of Motor Bunny built. Yeah. And we, you know, we, we placed a pretty big bet after that mm -hmm. started working with Craig some pretty early on to kind of define ourselves as a brand and, and really explore like, what are the things that we value and that we care about the most? So obviously one of them that hit early and that still resonates is value for our customers, right? Not price, but value and accessibility. We want people, you know, as many people as possible to be able to, to reach this market and this experience. So that's one of those core tenants that we sort of founded on and still care about today. The other is technology. We both come from technology backgrounds and we feel like there's just so much room and so much space in this product category, but also in our industry to improve on people's sexual experiences through technology. I always kind of make the example, you know, you can buy a refrigerator that'll you know remind you that you're out of milk and you need to get milk at the grocery next time you go. Like, yeah, we have trouble, we have trouble finding products that have a really good, you know, sex toy products that have really good internet control features, you know? So that's something we really kept at the forefront when we make product decisions and design decisions. And then the third thing is just customer service. We're pretty obsessive about customer service. We listen to our customers, you know, kind of talked about that first manufacturing run of, you know, of Motor Bunny. The product has changed over and over and over again. We basically took, I don't know, probably the first five or six manufacturing cycles and we paid, you know, really, really close attention to the positive feedback and the negative feedback that we got from customers, the bad experiences that our customers had and the good ones. And we built that into, you know, kind of a continuous improvement, you know, manufacturing cycle, you know, and finally ended up at a place that we, we really, really, really felt good about, 
you know, and here we are today. And I think today now we're, we're more focused on expanding the experience around Motor Bunny and expanding kind of the attachment ecosystem and the yeah. accessory ecosystem mm-hmm. and the technology and the apps and app features and, you know, things like that. So. Well, I can tell you as a user, I completely had the experience that you described. I reached out to Sibian before I even heard about Motorbunny and was really turned off by their really draconian lack of interest in me as a customer. And then when I started interacting with you guys, it was a completely different feel. So the value proposition was really there. But then beyond that, the actual technology that you have is in many ways superior to Sibian. It's more powerful. It's it's easier to use. And then more recently, you've taken on technology and you've introduced this link system. Well, it's basically just uh, ultra simplified internet remote control. So like, you know, the way we designed our app is to be really easily paired with the Motor Bunny link controller, which comes with our the Motor Bunny Bluetooth bundle that we sell on our website. And it basically allows like, so in-room standard Bluetooth control, and then also internet control, which we just really, really, really made it simple and private. And so the user who wants to remote control the Motor Bunny doesn't even have to install a separate app. It just works through any web browser. So you can use literally anything that has a web browser that can run JavaScript. So, you know, that makes it a very easy process, very private. So it's perfect for cam models or anyone who's just kind of wants to be anonymous on the internet and let someone control their motor bunny and have some fun. We also built it so that it has an actual like uh, API. So someone can make a, basically make any idea that they want to connect to motor bunny possible. So it's very easy to use and you know, we've seen, you know, we have a chatterbait integration and other integrations such as games and things like that, that we're working on. And so we're just trying to bolster our user experience through adding value that since you bought a motor bunny, you just keep getting upgrades. You know, Tesla's big. You always hear about like Tesla pushing a software update to your car and now it has a new feature. That's sort of what we try to do with motor bunny. Uh, that's very cool. And then the other thing that was recent was you introduced an opportunity for men to experience prostate massage. Yeah. So we introduced a, an attachment called the Keister Bunny. And really that came from just customer feedback. I mean, honestly, our development, you know, product development job is not super difficult. Coming up with ideas is never the problem. It's always the execution because basically our customers tell us exactly what they need and what they want. So we just kept hearing over and over and over again through our customer interactions, You know, whether it was phone calls into customer support or we have a live chat on our website that's like seven days a week. So you get a ton of feedback that way as well as reviews, but we just kept hearing over and over and over again that people were already doing this. You know, people were already using Motor Bunny for prostate play. And so it just made sense, you know, and we kind of looked at some of the well-reviewed, well-received popular products out there that were being used for prostate play. And we modeled the Keister Bunny attachment after those. That's great. And then after that, you introduced the buck system, right? Yeah. So the buck is a fun one. That's like, it was a really long process. That one was one where we, you know, we know they're like our category is power vibrator is, you know, it's the saddle right on top sex machine. You know, so yeah. it's power, you know, it's got the two motions of, of vibration or buzz and twirl, but we also were very aware of the thruster market. We realized that Tons and tons of our customers, most of our customers are people who value their sex life and they're willing to invest in it. You know, it's that important to them. And so lots of our customers not only have a motor bunny, but they also had a thruster machine that they may have spent another 
five, six, seven, eight hundred, you know, two thousand dollars, you know, however much. It's a pretty big range in that market. So the idea was, what if we could actually combine the powerful vibrations that we have in Motor Bunny with the thrusting motion? Because there wasn't anything on the market like that at the time, I and mean, there still isn't. So just from a product design standpoint, the idea was if we can make a product that gets to kind of stand on the line, you know, straddle the line for both of these product categories, you know, power vibrator and thruster, that it would be a home run, you know I mean? And we went through tons and tons of prototyping with it. Mm-hmm. We had, I mean, <laughs> there's a, you know, there's a graveyard in Brooks's garage of models of the buck that didn't pan out. Right. So, um, but yeah. we finally settled on one we actually have a design patent on the buck. So it actually is one of those like, holy cow, this really is a new and unique thing out there in the world that nobody else has done yet. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we went through all the, you know, all the steps with the, with patent attorneys in the U.S. Patent Office and all that stuff and got our, our patent awarded. And then as we've taken Buck to market, we've just been like blown away at how well it's been received. The design that we have allows for two different thrusting motions. So there's a straight up and down thrusting motion, but then there's a, uh, also a forward G-spot, P-spot thrusting motion, kind of a rocking motion that goes up and forward. And basically you just change out a toggle to get those two different motions. So it's a really, really cool and versatile machine. And we also, we're a little bit different in that we're a company that has, I think, different philosophies on partnerships than a lot of people in our industry do. Um, the way we look at it is we only have about two or three competitors and everybody else out in this industry. I mean, we should look at these people as potential partners who all have the same goal of reaching and educating mainstream audiences about this industry and about this category and about the benefits that our products can bring to people. So with that, we partnered up with Doc Johnson on the Motor Bunny Buck, and we made a VacuLock adapter. One of the big things that we get from our customers, that our customers ask for often, they want different shapes, different colors, different sizes of attachments. And it's so, so difficult to achieve that with, you know, with every different body type and every different use case and every different person. But what we figured out with Buck is that instead of building out this big ecosystem of attachments over five years or however long it takes us to do it, if we just build this VacuLock adapter, Doc Johnson has this catalog of hundreds and hundreds of different different shapes, colors, sizes um, that are available. So basically just buy a Doc Johnson VacuLock and it goes right on the Motor Bunny VacuLock adapter and off you go. So we've got this instant ecosystem of hundreds and hundreds of different shapes, colors, and sizes for our customer base. That's great. You know, timing is everything. And I've been reading lately about how the sex toy industry is going to double in the next five years. And I'm curious what your thoughts are about global reach. I've read some of those numbers too. And, you know, you see these little pockets of like of resistance and like conservative resistance on like sexuality in the media sometimes. But I think as a whole, I think as a whole, our cultures are all headed towards a much more open and accepting view on sexuality. I think people are getting more and more okay with acknowledgement that, hey, this is part of every single person's life, whatever their religion is, whatever their background is, whatever their political leanings are, whatever their sexual orientation is. Sex is a huge, huge part of who all of us are. And I think our society is slowly acknowledging that. And I do think that's probably reflected in, there's definitely a correlation to what our industry does as far as sales go. As far as global reach, yeah, we're actually, we've got, that's definitely one of our big priorities for this year is customization, um, localization, trying to get our products where they're suited to go into other markets easily. We've always had lots of international 
international customers. It's one of the areas that we're trying to, to focus on having a better interface and better reach for those customers. So That's great. So one of the things I noticed about the way you reach the community through your website is to do really innovative thinking. For example, I read on your site the other day that you accept Bitcoin and you do other things to facilitate acquisition of a mode of money. Yeah, we accept all sorts of cryptocurrencies. We accept Klarna to chop it in fours payment system. Yeah. I mean, again, one of our, like, it's one of those core values for us from way back was accessibility. Like we want people to be as many people as possible to be able to have this experience. So yeah, like creative financing was definitely a big part of it. And, you know, to be able to break this into, you know, into low or no interest payments for customers, it definitely, definitely helped our customer, you know, more and more people have access to products. We also have phone and chat support, which is kind of shockingly a innovation in our industry, it seems like, that not many people offer. So. Oh, that's very cool. So, you know, you guys are innovators and you're forward thinking. So what's on the drawing board? What's coming? I'll take that one. So, yeah, I mentioned earlier that, that we have this just overwhelming, this kind of background buzz from our customers all the time about new experiences, about continuing to build out an ecosystem around their Motor Bunny products. And so that's actually what we're focused on. Now, building out silicone attachments is a really, it's a long development cycle. It's a really expensive development process. We've covered a lot of the bases and we've also worked again, like with the partnership uh, with Doc Johnson, covered some of that. But what we're working on now is a gaming integration. So we've built a couple of new smartphone apps, you know, for iOS and Android. One is called Fappy Bunny and the the other is called Snow Bunny's Gift Grab, and we released that one around the holidays. But these are two games that are just, they're just like a lot of the, the iOS and Android games that you played on your smartphones. But the difference is these actually pair with the Motor Bunny and integrate with the, you know, with the vibration motor. So basically like with Fappy Bunny, you know, it's like, what was the, the original game called? Oh, oh, a Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's like, it's basically a version. Flappy Bird was open source, so we forked it and created our own branded version of it. It's Fappy Bunny. It's the same idea where you're trying to navigate, you know, tap the screen and you're trying to navigate this, this little bunny between the pipes, just like in Flappy Bird. The difference is the higher you go on the screen, the higher the vibration level goes on the machine, right? And then you crash into a pipe, you get a fail buzz, yeah. very high, you know, all the way up to 11 for like three seconds. So is the person who's on the motor bunny playing the game or is the person watching the person on the motor bunny playing the game? It could be either one. Yeah, it can be the person on the motor bunny playing the game or they can hand it off to a friend and the friend can be playing the game. And we made this really just for a, just to try to have a more effective demo in trade shows and, and in our in-store showrooms. And what we figured out is at the first trade show that we went to with this demo setup, you know, typically at a trade show, like the folks who are walking around with you know, like they're in lingerie, they have devil horns on, maybe they're, you know, they, they've got, you know, somebody on a leash walking behind them. You know, they're going to be up for jumping on and trying the demo, you know, and you, sometimes you'll have the, you know, the more conservatively dressed or the, the people who are kind the of shy couple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or the vanilla couple that's kind yeah. of walking around, you know, and they'll, and they would walk as far away from us on the aisle as they could, you know, because it's like this big, noisy, scary, the most powerful sex toy on the market, you know? And what we realized with the game is that everybody was trying it. I mean, I mean, it, it opened up, it basically, it just gave people permission to have fun with it. It gave people, it took the focus off of like giant power vibrator and it went to, Hey, this is a fun little 
engaging, competitive game. I'm going to see if I can get the high score. I think I'm going to see if I can get a higher score than that guy did. And all of a sudden you've got like, yeah, you got, I mean, everybody, everybody playing with it. Everybody just having fun with it. Giant groups of people standing around and, you know, and laughing and just having a good time. Um, it's so cool. And so that's what we realized is that especially like when couples, you know, and we, we have lots and lots of customers are, in, you know, end up being couples with us. And that's what we realized also is that this is a really great tool for introducing this product and this experience to a partner, right? Pretty high stakes, right? I mean, if you look at the, the price tag and you look at like, it's an investment, right? And so that can be, that can be a lot of pressure for a first time user, you know? So we actually encourage people to introduce it to partners who've never experienced motor money before with these games. But yeah, so the idea is that we're going to, you know, we've got about six more games on the drawing boards for this year. And the idea is that if we can continue to build out ecosystem, you know, and by ecosystem, right? I mean, that's just different experiences, different ways for customers to experience Motor Bunny. We're going to really take a stab at doing that through software and through gaming. Love it. Very, very much a toy of the time. So I really just acknowledge both of you for being innovators, creators, smart thinkers, risk takers, but also really humanitarians. You help people have great sex. It's awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is, this is, we talk about this all the time. This is by far, by far the most rewarding work that we've, that that I think either of us have ever, ever been a part of, you know? So, you know, it's like, uh, I mean, our customers are happy, right? Our customers are just generally engaging, happy, thankful, appreciative. I mean, it's, it's just such a cool it's, it's different from any industry that I've ever worked in or around. Yeah, we're just we're both just thrilled to be here. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on and sharing the Motor Bunny story with us. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Saffer. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!